Hello and welcome to the Teach On Teach Strong podcast. I'm Katie, I'm your host, and this podcast is especially for us teachers. Now, a couple of things. First of all, I literally just did this whole episode. I went to press stop and I realised it didn't record any of it. It didn't record it. I literally, I talked for about 20 minutes on this topic. I didn't catch a word of it. And so I kind of stomped around for a little bit going, oh my God, oh my God, it didn't record, it didn't record. And now I've recentered myself, <laughs> taken a few deep breaths and said, okay, let's start again. Oh my God, that's the worst when that happens. So frustrating. I felt like really accomplished, like I managed to get my point across and I realised I didn't pick up any of it. Okay, never mind. That's life. That is life. So anyway... I'm on my spring Easter break now, thank goodness. It is two weeks long for me. Well, I'm almost third of the way through it now, but oh well, that's okay. It goes quickly, doesn't it? So I'm on my break. It has been a much needed break for me. As often happens with me, I get sick right before a break comes. I literally am just like on my knees by that point. And it happened again this term. So I know I was sick at Christmas time and now I'm sick again now. Well, I'm just managed to recover from it, but I was sick again the week of the end of term. So I desperately needed this rest. It has been a really difficult one for me. If you've been up uh, keeping up with my emails, I send weekly emails on Sundays. I kind of give you the lowdown on the week. It has been really hard, but I have been making the most of my break so far and been taking frequent naps to try and catch up and kind of come back to normal. So yeah, that's great. (laughs) Anyway, today's topic (laughs) is a little bit different and it was kind of spurred on by a conversation I had with some teacher friends really and it it kind of got quite the debate going and it left me with some thoughts that I think a lot of teachers need to hear and I really want to share them with you to kind of balance out the scale because I don't often hear about people talking openly on the other side of this issue. And that is all about the rise of the teacher-lebrity. Teacher-lebrity. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you've never heard that before, it's a term that's been coined, I'd say probably in the last four years or so, where teachers are becoming almost like celebrities and This is mainly happening on Instagram. So if you're not on the Instagram world, you probably haven't noticed any of this, but I think it is kind of trickling through to other social media outlets as well. And there is amazing content being shared online. I follow a lot of teachers on Instagram and I think it's really wonderful, the great ideas that they're sharing and the way they're bringing teacher tribes together and like-minded people from around the world. I think it's a really wonderful thing because I think teachers really do need to collaborate with one another and learn from one another. And there's a lot of really great ideas out there. So that is amazing. What is probably the other side of the coin to this, that the dark side will say, is it can make other people, regular teachers, if you want to put it in air quotes, feel like we're not doing enough if we don't do what they're doing. And this comes down to our mindset, really, and how long you've been in the game and all this kind of thing. And unfortunately, I think newer teachers fall victim to this in particular, which I'll talk about later. Now, I want to preface this 
by saying this is no way shaming these teach celebrities because with followings of 30, 50, 100,000 followers, they've got to be doing something that the people love, right? This is not about them. This is about how we as individuals are responding to this current culture and how we're letting that change how we feel about ourselves as we're looking through perfect Instagram feeds. Okay, and it's also important to acknowledge that less than perfect posts are not the ones that tend to perform best either. Go figure. I know a lot of posts I've shared that express my challenges are rarely liked as much. (laughs) But, you know, I still feel it's important to balance out the sea of false perfection, even if it's not particularly popular to hear. I know people don't love hearing about the struggles. People like seeing the beautiful classrooms and that's what gets the likes, you know. But I think we need to talk about the other side a bit more because there are feelings being had there that are not being talked about. And now, another observation I'm noticing is that a lot of these teacher liberties, (laughs) I really hate that phrase, by the way, but it, it is what it is. A lot of these teacher liberties are often very new teachers, perhaps only a few years in. Now, not always, of course. No, I know. I follow a lot who are veterans and I love watching them too. But many of these newer teachers are the really popular ones. And I can completely see why this has happened, considering the world of social media now. And I bet if social media was around when I was new to teaching, over a decade ago, things probably would have been the same for me. I remember those early days. We call it, in my neck of the woods, the NQT buzz. And NQT stands for newly qualified teacher. So the NQT buzz You know, when you have all the enthusiasm and you've got the big dreams of changing the world and you make an effort to keep everything so perfect and be the teacher you always dreamed of being. Well, I think we all understand that buzz and kind of we'll come into it with that kind of mindset, don't we? We certainly don't come into this job for the money now, do we? No, no. But I think by like 10 years in, we understand the reality of teaching and what it really costs to be actually perfect at it, which even even then isn't really possible. But, you know, close as perfect as perfect can be comes at a massive cost. And we have to remember, by this point, 10 years at least, many have started families as well. So they're choosing not to give their whole lives to teaching and actually manage balancing a family as well. So the standard we have at the start of our career of this is how I imagine it will be inevitably becomes unsustainable when we're trying to balance a life as well because we soon realize a few years in you're like I can't keep doing this I'm not going to last and that's why in England we've got an 80 percent 80 percent rate of teachers who are less than five years in will quit 80 percent we lose 80 percent of our new teachers in this country And and this is not a new thing. This is not because of social media. This is just the job. (laughs) But I can understand why it happens. And what concerns me is the dark side of this social media thing could be contributing to that, which I'll come to in a minute. Now, yes, I have talked before about how I still take pride in keeping my classroom neat and tidy. And I love gorgeous teaching resources as well. But I'd be lying to you if I said all my resources were polished with perfect design and matching PowerPoints with matching worksheets with matching wall displays. No, 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 no. I can't maintain that standard for every single lesson. That's actually impossible. It's impossible. 
it's not possible at all unless like i said you've been teaching a very long time and you've got a bank of resources that you can now use but no as a newbie especially if you're making everything from scratch not every single lesson can be like that especially long term you can't keep that standard up not without serious sacrifice and i mean serious sacrifice so unless you were teaching 24-7, I don't think that that's sustainable. And I explained this in my emails um, a few weeks ago to my list. I said, I've got loads of resources like for life skills and things that I would love to share. But looking at them, they need many, many, many more hours of work to be polished up, to be posted online. I have a high standard of what I post online and, and TPT and in my store. What I use in my classroom is its raw form is raw it's basic because it's just not sustainable to make it as perfect as I would like it to be and so this is where Instagram skews things quite a lot I think because what we're seeing on there are the polished resources we're seeing the polished best of the best but we don't see the crap ones that don't make it into the highlight reel which is probably most of them isn't it let's be real here Okay, so what we do is we're getting the illusion that everything is perfect. Look at all these perfect resources that they have. How did they do that? How are they making these look so beautiful? Why can't I do that? I must suck. This is what goes on in people's heads, especially newer teachers who are new to the game and don't really understand that this is not sustainable yet. Now, we're also seeing that resources are perfectly laminated as well. It's like, how do they laminate everything? Like, first of all, that's not true because I have, okay, so I have a set of sheets that I'm using that they're getting pretty torn up, guys. I mean, after the second round of use, they start to get crumpled and ripped and graffitied on and stuff. That's life. Okay, but instead of laminating them, which would take more time and money, I just put them in plastic sleeves. <laughs> you don't see that on the gram, do you? No, because it's not beautiful and fancy. I literally work them in plastic sleeves. Job done. That's it. I can't be bothered. Like, we're fine. That, that will do. But we don't see that. All we see is the perfect side. And we think, oh my gosh, I have to laminate everything because everyone else is laminating everything. And if I can't, then I'm no good. It's BS. Now, another thing about social media is that trends take off very quickly. And it seems that everyone is cottoning on to the same thing and that also adds pressure because then you think, oh, is this what I have to do now? Is this what I should be doing in order to be a good teacher? Now, tell me if you're familiar with any of these things that I often see floating around on Instagram. Shiplap wallpaper, anyone? That, that wood finish wallpaper. Anyone seen any display boards with that on them? Yeah. How about the neon colour schemes? How about the teacher t-shirts? Ooh, what about those tumblers with vinyl lettering on them? How about the Ray Dunn stationery mugs and all that stuff? <laughs> you see it everywhere because people pick up on trends and it goes viral very quickly and then everyone thinks, oh, I've seen this on the gram, I should do it too because everyone else is doing it. You know, and then we have to wonder, is there a danger that this is now being seen as the norm in society? And what I mean by that is, are parents going to be coming into their child's classroom and expecting it to see it all decked out like we're seeing on the gram? Is that becoming the new normal? Are we now going to be feeling pressured to be spending all our own money to deck out our classrooms too? You know, 
If you're feeling negative when you see these teachers online, ask yourself, are you looking up to these people just a little bit too much because they've got a lot of followers and they're popular and everyone else seems to love them? Doesn't mean that you have to do that too. Just because they're doing it and they're being they're getting popularity for it, that doesn't mean that that's what is expected. What can you learn from the veterans in the field instead? Why don't you look at them? Look at people who've been teaching a long time and know the reality of teaching. And I'm not condemning the new teachers who are out there putting their stuff online. I've said that before. I want to make that really clear. I've learned some great things from them too. But if we're talking about the expectations and the sustainability of what you're doing, your veterans are the ones that you want to learn from. People who've been in the long game and who can tell you the reality of teaching. And you can look at them and go, look, okay, they haven't got the prettiest display boards, but God, their kids are learning. And to me, that means more. I'm not saying I don't want a pretty classroom because I'm the first to say I love a beautiful classroom. But I want my kids to learn more. That's more important to me. So make sure you kind of stay grounded and keep perspective because it is a dangerous road if we go down there. It's not the Instagrammers that are the problem. It's not social media that's the problem. It's not the culture that's the problem. What the biggest thing that we have to do is control our reactions to the world because it is changing. And I have this conversation with my students as well because I teach them this topic too about the fakeness of social media. It's the world we are coming into. It is changing. It's evolving. And we have to adapt as well. So we need to remain grounded and know that we are more than enough as we are. We don't need to do what everyone else is doing in order to be an effective teacher. Now, I know looking back over my 13 odd years, I'm really glad that I spent the first few years focusing solely on behavior management and teaching. (laughs) than I did with making everything look beautiful and making it look like I had my shit together just to show to the world, you know? But I see it as fortunate that I didn't have that temptation and that culture to pressure me. On the downside, I didn't have exposure to as many new ideas than I do now. But I started my career, yes, with enthusiasm and energy, but I didn't feel the need to show the world anything. It was literally just me and my classroom and that's it. And I focused only on that and not showing the world perfection. And I think we're losing that. We're losing that in this culture and this day and age. So you need to remember your classroom doesn't have to look like a teacher celebrities in order to be good enough. Focus on you and your room. Focus on behavior management. Focus on your students learning. Everything else is just a bonus. Okay. Keep your relationships good. It's really all about the people skills. The pretty worksheets, the pretty wall displays, the beautiful flexible seating in the classroom. They're all luxuries and you don't have to be doing them in order to be a good teacher. Okay. So yeah, I really just wanted to have that conversation with you. If you've ever felt the negative effects of social media and the rise of the teacher liberty, because I think we're seeing a lot of the good stuff, which is great. And that's all the sharing and the positivity and the lovely comments and the popularity but I think the people who are struggling with it don't really speak up very much and I just want to be a voice for you to know that if you are struggling especially if you're new to the profession and you're kind of feeling inadequate looking at this online world this is mainly for you 
you don't need to compare yourself to this unsustainable and unrealistic standard that is a highlight reel. Really want to emphasize that. It's a highlight reel. We are seeing snippets of the best of the best. We're not seeing everyday life. Okay, you're not. A lot of incredible content is shared on social media. And I would be lying if I said it hasn't enhanced my own teaching. But the key is especially for those of us who are seeing things online and starting to think that that's the expectation. I'm here to tell you that it isn't. It's not even close. Especially not if you want to have a life. (laughs) So I would love to know what you think of this. And if you've ever struggled with the dark side and this new shift in culture we're having with the teacher celebrity, you're always free to hit me up on Instagram, where I do not post pictures of my perfect classroom. (laughs) Sorry, you won't see any of that on my feed. So hopefully you won't feel bad about anything I post. If anything, I share the challenges and how wasps ruin my entire lesson. No, they're not liked as much. But to be honest, that's the whole point of what I wanted to talk about today. If we post things just that are popular, that are getting likes, the culture will never change and the truth is never going to be spoken. So I'm saying it even if it's not popular. So if you like that kind of stuff and you want the truth and you want the reality, come over and talk to me. You can send me a message on Instagram, which is at Teachers Resource Force. Or if you'd rather have a private conversation, you can always email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com. If you found value in this podcast, please do share it with a teacher friend. You are the ones helping this podcast grow and when you share it and when you leave a review, it really shows that you value what we're doing and what we're talking about and that helps inspire me to keep creating the podcast for you. It's coming up to a year and a half I think now that I've been doing this. Started in 2017 so we are closing up to two years almost. Since then I have noticed an abundance of teacher podcasts coming out there A lot of them are more professional development, of course. It's great because it gives teachers so much more choice and things to listen to. But it also means that it's really harder to get the message across. So if you do think this podcast is valuable and you know someone who would benefit from the kind of things we talk about, please do share it and do leave a review on iTunes so that other teachers can find it and benefit as well. That is all I want to do here. I just want to help the teaching community and help us all be better teachers and stay grounded. Okay, well, that's it. I hope you enjoy your week. I'm going to go off and carry on enjoying the rest of my week off now. So teach on, teach strong, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.